This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. This episode is brought to you by PuddlesAndPlay.ca. Puddles and Play was founded by a Canadian mom that was always on the hunt for high quality toys. All the products are professionally crafted by local small businesses that specialize in quality children's toys. All the toys are made with solid wood, they're fully sanded and painted with non-toxic oils and paints, with 10% of all purchases being donated to CHEO, which is the Children's Hospital of Eastern Ontario. I actually used to work there. Given that most indoor play structures will likely be closed over the winter months, it's probably a good idea to invest in some indoor toys like indoor climbers, you know those things that are shaped like a triangle and made out of wood, wooden puzzles, magnetic trains, you have to check out their website. They have a really cute thing called a wobble board and also a rainbow rocker. I really want to get one of these for Milo because I think it will keep him busy for a long time. Puddles and Play ships anywhere in Canada and some products are able to be shipped to the U.S., They are giving the Mom Room podcast listeners a 15% discount when you use the code THEMOMROOM at www.puddlesandplay.ca. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Puddles and Play Canada. Check out the episode notes for more details. It's Tuesday, which means that this is a solo episode where I basically talk to myself in my house and then upload it to the interwebs and people listen to it. It's actually not Tuesday as I record this. It's Monday morning and we got hit with a shit ton of snow yesterday. I woke up and it was like a winter wonderland outside. The drive to daycare was so beautiful. We listened to the same three Toy Story songs on repeat And I can't complain because it used to just be You've Got a Friend in Me over and over, but we've added two more songs to our playlist. So things are going well. I can't believe it is almost December. We put up our, well, I shouldn't say we, I put up our Christmas tree yesterday and probably this week or next weekend, I'll put all the ornaments on. I'll see if Milo is able to put ornaments on without breaking them or running away with them or putting them in the garbage or coloring on them. We'll see how that goes. I saw this thing where people put up their Christmas tree and only put ornaments on the top part where their kids can't reach them. (laughs) Like I really hope that's not what we're gonna have to do because I quite enjoy a decorated Christmas tree. We had a rough weekend with Milo. Oh my God, he was in a mood and it was weird. It was like on and off. Like he was really, really happy and like, you know, being his usual self for a while. And then he would just have epic meltdowns over the silliest things. And I say silly because it's silly to an adult watching, but it's not silly to him. And it's actually a big deal when his Nutrigrain bar breaks. So I try and, you know, give him compassion, I guess you can say, and 
you know, help him get through his broken granola bar struggles. Uh, but yeah, there were moments where he was having meltdowns and like I couldn't even go near him. So I know a lot of the advice that people give to deal with tantrums is like, you know, try and comfort them and, you know, they have to use their parent or like caregiver to be able to co-regulate their emotions and learn how to, you know, calm down and whatever. So I try and do that. But this weekend, sometimes his meltdowns were so bad that he didn't even want me going near him. Like if I went near him, it made it even worse. And he ran away and like, you know, threw himself on the floor and was crying. So sometimes I'd, we just had to leave him and let him calm down and then come around us on his own terms. But yeah, whew, those moments are not fun. And so we were super lax about things like his soother and, you know, if he wanted like a snack or a granola bar. I just, I wasn't about to put up a fight with things that don't really matter in the grand scheme of things uh, on days where he's already having a rough day. So I know from my Instagram stories, my mom was watching them and noticed that he had his soother every, you know, every once in a while in my stories. And she texted me like, why does Milo always have his soother now? And she's so concerned about his soother all the time. And anyways, I just told her like I wasn't about to put up a battle trying to get him to give it to me. And, you know, if if I'm having a rough time, like I do certain things that are soothing to me. So like I'm going to go to bed early and put on my show or whatever it is that's going to make me feel better or like relax me have a bath like go for a walk whatever it is and for him at this stage in his life his soother helps him calm down and keeps him relaxed so I can totally understand why you know on days where he's having a hard time he doesn't want to get rid of it after his nap time comes to an end so he did have his soother more than usual. He probably had a few more granola bars. We got a happy meal, which, you know, was actually quite happy. Um, yeah, but we got through it and we played a lot of Toy Story and we played the Toy Story soundtrack. And overall, it was a good weekend, but we had some pretty major meltdowns. And yesterday, which is Sunday, we got a shit ton of snow during the day and it must have continued to snow overnight because there was even more this morning. But so we were able to get all dressed up in our winter stuff and go play in the backyard, um, which was really fun. And I know Milo loves playing outside, so happy that we got to do that. Today, I wanted to talk a little bit about playing with your kids because I woke up this morning, it was just a regular Monday morning, and I got like a gem of a comment. I'm going to start to call these comments or, you know, messages fan mail because clearly these people just do not like parents like me who say things honestly and have a different perspective maybe on being a parent and what that means and you know how you should act and how you should feel um so yeah I'm gonna call it fan mail and she was commenting on my TikTok which I posted on Instagram to my profile page she and it was about um parents not enjoying playing with their kids. So I'm going to play it on my phone and I'm going to like 
put it up to the microphone and hopefully you can hear the message that I was saying in this TikTok. And this is what she was commenting on. And then I'm going to read her comment. All right, here we go. Why are so many people bothered when a parent, especially a mom, says that they don't enjoy playing with their toddler or their kids? The best comment I received on a TikTok started with, I'm not a parent, but... And then they went on to say, but I enjoy playing with kids. If I didn't, I wouldn't have them. Number one, I'm an adult. I like doing adult things. Number two, I didn't say that I don't play with my child. I said I don't enjoy it. I would rather do other things, especially after like 15, 30 minutes. Also, I am really good at playing with kids. Super engaging. Kids love me. Doesn't mean that I enjoy it. Not enjoying playing with toddlers or kids does not make you a bad mom. I don't enjoy it. I wouldn't say I'm a good mom, though. I'm fucking outstanding. I'm so happy that worked. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner, I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there, and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, her comment, or I guess we're going to call it fan mail, went a little something like this, or not something like this. It went exactly like this. 
She starts with, because play is detrimental to your child's development, which I'm just going to pause right there and say I think she used the wrong word because it's not detrimental. But anyways, moving on. As one of the main people responsible for guiding that development, you should proudly take part in it. It strengthens your connection while giving you an inside view to how their amazing little minds work. Do I play with my kids 100% of the time? Heck no, but I do know how important it is to set time aside for play and the many reasons benefits my children and myself. Both a mother and an early childhood education student, if that's enough of a reason to have an opinion. I also don't get why people who don't enjoy children being children have them. Like, were they expected to come out fully grown and ready to binge watch Netflix and talk literature with us? And that's the end of the fan mail. Uh, I'm just going to dissect it kind of section by section and give my response. So the first thing, I'm just going to disregard the first sentence because she didn't use the right word. And I know what she's trying to say. Play is important. Yes, we all know that. Um, Duh. Then she says... As one of the main people responsible for guiding that development, you should proudly take part in it. I do take part in it. I take part in it a lot. And that's probably connected to why I dislike it most often. Because I do it all the time. So many parents comment on, you know, whether it's my blog post or TikToks or whatever it is about not enjoying playing with their child. And they all agree. They do not enjoy it either. Or there are other things that they would rather be doing, which makes perfect sense. We're adults. The toys and like the games that are created for children are for children to enjoy and not adults. Otherwise, we would just be like, would you play with those things on your own time? If your child was not around, are you going to walk into their playroom and pick up their toys and start playing because it's fun and you fucking enjoy it? No. You only do it because you know that it's benefiting your child and you want to spend time with them and it makes them happy when you're playing with them. So that part is all great. It doesn't mean that you enjoy it yourself. If you do go into their playroom and play with their toys when they're not home, then I have no argument for that. Like, you're just, I don't know if that makes you a better parent or if that makes you, like, I i, I don't know what that makes you. Um, but yeah, I, I do not do that. I think by people saying, I don't enjoy playing with my kids, people assume that means I never play with my kid. I just ignore him. I binge watch Netflix, apparently, and just let him play in the other room by himself. Like, no, that that's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that I don't necessarily, like, I don't wake up thinking, oh my God, I cannot wait to press that fucking red button on his little people farmhouse and sing the song over and over again. I cannot wait to do that. What a great morning. Let's get started. And that's when play goes well. There are many times, probably most times, where you try playing with your children and it just goes, it turns to chaos because they're, you know, 
putting crayon on the floor. They're like tearing up the coloring book and throwing a tantrum because they're, the tip of their crayon fell off. Um, like I could go on forever. Sometimes it's, it's not enjoyable because your child is not always playing super happy and engaged all the time. Sometimes it turns to shit. Most times. And then there's like the part of play where the child always wants to take it to the next level. Like we can't just calmly sit on the floor and make a little bubble bath for his little people because they got dirty after we played outside. We can't just sit there and like nicely give them a bath and then dry them. No, 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 no. We have to dump the water all over the floor, roll around in it, and then cry because our pants and our shirt are wet. This, this often, this kind of shit happens. Anyways, moving on, moving on. Um, so the next sentence says, it strengthens your connection while giving you an inside view to how their amazing little minds work. Okay, so the second part of that sentence, I'm just going to throw in the garbage because I do play with my child. That's not the point. That wasn't the point of the TikTok. It's that I don't enjoy it. Um, I'm still, I'm fucking amazing at it and I do it all the time, but I don't necessarily enjoy it. And most often I would rather be doing adult things, but so like, yeah, I, I can see how his amazing little mind works. Um, so the first part of that sentence was it helps you build a deep connection with your child. Okay. So that when I first read that, you know, it's like, Ooh, like I feel bad now. Like, I should feel bad that I don't enjoy doing something that creates this deep connection with my child. Um, yeah, but then I think more about it and I remember that um, part of my PhD in psychology was, you know, this really in-depth training in attachment and just in case somebody listening isn't really familiar with what that means. So attachment is the deep emotional bond between a baby and the person who provides most of their care. So just as most parents feel a strong connection with their newborn after birth, babies also become attached to their parents. Attachment takes place throughout a child's development. Um, and as you respond to your baby's needs in warm, sensitive, and consistent ways, attachment builds. Um, so yes, it's all about caring with them and interacting with them. So why is, you know, building a strong or secure attachment important? So it is basically the foundation that lets your child explore the world and they, they know that they have a safe place to come back to. So the caregiver um, is the safe place. So babies learn to organize their feelings and their actions by looking to the person that provides them with care and comfort. So attachment is, you know, it go it spans throughout the lifetime, but it's it's built with your caregiver as a baby and as a child. Um, and so, yeah, it's essential to long-term emotional health. So later on as an adult, how do you um, handle or how do you maintain or how do you interact with other people that you have an interpersonal relationship with. Uh, I need to do a whole episode on attachment because it's freaking fascinating. But so anyways, I... 
have training in attachment. I went to Minnesota for like two weeks and day in and day out, it was like attachment training drilled into my head. Um, I learned so much. And even though this wasn't a part of my dissertation, it was basically just extra training I did on the side. I am so thankful that I did that training because it changed my life and made me look at things in a different way and also appreciate um, you know, how I was raised and what my parents did for me and how they treated me as a child and responded to my needs, uh, so on and so forth. So I'm well versed in um, connecting with children and what that means and what's important. Uh, and it's weird because in the entire two weeks of training, day in and day out, And it wasn't just that. I did the two weeks of in-person training and then it was about a year-long process to be certified as an adult attachment uh, coder. So what that means is I can code the adult attachment interview, which is basically a structured interview. I take those transcripts, I can read them, I code them. It takes hours to code one transcript and then I can basically score the person on their attachment. So are they secure? Are they um, disorganized? Are they anxious? Are they avoidant? Um, And the interview is based on your childhood experiences with your caregiver. It is so fascinating. But anyways, In my entire two weeks of training, not once was the focus on play and whether the parent enjoyed playing with their child. I just found that funny. Um, Something else that someone commented on that video, which made sense, and you you can kind of look at this in the exact same way, is we wake up with our babies, you know, while they're, you know, up until four months, like depending on whether you do sleep training then, like you could get up with them for a long time. Um, We get up with them in the middle of the night and like multiple times a night and we feed them, we comfort them, we put them back to sleep. I don't think any parent is going to tell you that they enjoy doing that. No. That's not enjoyable, but we do it because we love our kids and we know that it's important and helps them get back to sleep and whatever. Um, So yeah, it's a similar way to think about it. I do play with my child. I understand the importance of playing with my child. I get happy seeing him happy that I'm playing with him and he's super cute and I laugh and he's fun. Uh, But do I want to be doing that day in and day out? And do I look forward to doing that as soon as I wake up before I even have coffee, like thinking that I just want to go play? No. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Little Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. 
The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals. So you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon Plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like pot stickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night and I am obsessed. Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner. They have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment and there's also a glossing detangler, which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair is too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. So anyways, then she says, do I play with my kids 100% of the time? Heck no. But do I know how important it is to set time aside for play? Um, Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Same girl. Same. Again, like nowhere in that video was I saying that I don't play with my child. Um, So moving on to the next point. She is an ECE, which is an early childhood educator student uh, and a mother love it. I am obsessed with ECEs. Uh, Many of the um, teachers at Milo's daycare are ECEs. Some of them are teachers. Um, Absolutely love them. I have so much respect for the job that they do and how they take care of Milo and the things that they teach him. Like I am in awe of them. And as one of my friends commented or replied to this girl's uh, comment on my Instagram post about how I do play with my child, but I don't necessarily enjoy it. And therefore, I likely would not, you know, pursue a career as an ECE because I just I don't know how they do it. Um, I would not enjoy it at all. Just the other day, my husband and I were getting Milo. Well, it was yesterday with all the snow. We were getting him in all his snow stuff to bring him outside. And we were like, how do they do this at school with like 10 other kids? It must take them all morning to get them dressed. Anyways, that's not the point of this uh, episode, but um, the part where she says if that's enough to be able to have an opinion, um, I don't know what that means. I think we can all have opinions 
but your comment does not sound like an opinion. It sounds kind of like judgmental and shamey and like you're trying to point out that my child for some reason does not have a connection with me or you know he is hard done by because I don't love every moment uh, playing with him so yeah I'm, I'm, I don't know what that part of the comment means but okay uh, you have an opinion I also have an opinion um does my PhD in psychology with, um, you know, specialized training and attachment uh, allow me to have this opinion? And I also have training in defense mechanisms, which is fascinating. And I should do a whole episode on defense mechanisms. Um, and I have a feeling that your comment on my TikTok is actually a defense mechanism. But that's just my my opinion. All right. My most favorite part of the fan mail is I also don't get why people who don't enjoy children being children have them. That is the stupidest argument or comment or way of thinking that I have ever seen on a TikTok. And a few people have made comments like these. If you think that playing with your child when they are a toddler between the ages of, let's say, 15 months and three, four years old, five years old. I don't know what's considered toddler. I think it's five. Um, if you're implying that that is the sole reason people have children is so that they can play with them between the ages of, like, whatever toddler ages are, or even let's let's further it into childhood right up to fucking teenager if you're implying that that's why people have children or that's why people should have children is only if they enjoy playing with children, I have no argument for you because that is mind-boggling. To think that a parent's purpose in a child's life is to just play with them when they are, you know, a toddler, a child, a preteen, if you will. Like, wow. And not just play with them, but really enjoy it at the same time. Um, if that's the case, it would appear to me that based on the comments on my TikTok, like 95% of us should just not have kids. We are just not cut out to be parents, clearly. And the last part about, are children just supposed to, like, be born uh, wanting to binge watch Netflix and talk literature with us? Where the fuck did that come from? Nobody is saying that children shouldn't play or that I wish children didn't play or I wish my child would read the newspaper and discuss politics with me. I, I did not say that. Um, I don't know why people take these very simple TikToks that are, you know, truth, truthful, but also like they're humorous and they're relatable and people get it. Um, I don't know why they take like these tiny messages and then they just run with it. As somebody with a background in psychology, I often look at these comments and I wonder why they felt the need to write what they did. Like what what was going on inside of them when they were watching that TikTok 
that made them write that. I, I don't understand. For me, and in this particular situation, I'm assuming that she is, you know, she's an ECE student and she is clearly very passionate about uh, playing with children. And, you know, she saw a lecture last week that was all about the importance of play. Um, And then she saw my TikTok, which uh, clearly sparked some kind of emotional discomfort, let's say. Uh, And then she wrote this comment. Like, I I don't know. And then I think, you know, after they post a comment like this, they have a little bit of like a boost of self-esteem. I'm not sure. I do think she spent a little bit of time, you know, uh, writing and putting together this comment. So I didn't just want to leave it unanswered. And um, I thought, you know, my Tuesday episode is coming out tomorrow. I'm not really sure what to talk about. This seems to be like a topic that is fire. Uh, So let's talk about this. Uh, I also have a blog that I wrote a while ago about this exact topic. Um, So yeah, you can check that out. I'll link it in the episode notes. I also want to point out that, you know, a lot of us don't love playing with kids, uh, especially not our own kids. Oh God. Um, But the fact that we do and we do it well uh, just goes to show how much we love our kids and we are willing to basically be a clown almost 24-7. I am Renee, but I am also a freaking clown. And this is why by, you know, 9 p.m. I just want to be in a dark room uh, watching Real Housewives of whatever city uh, happens to have a new episode at that at that very moment. So anyways, thanks so much for listening. I have an awesome freaking awesome episode coming out on Friday. It is all about anxiety and OCD in pregnancy and in postpartum. It is so good. Such valuable information. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you will see that I am starting the GrowCo uh, postpartum rehab program this week. I'm going to story about it and share with you guys like my journey and how I'm finding the program and what I'm learning and all that stuff. Um, If you want to sign up, this week is their Black Friday sale. So it's 50% off the program and it is a one-time payment. So it's regular $500 and this week it's on for $250 and that's Canadian. Everything is online. Everything is, you know, created by a doctor, Dr. Ali Kane. She's my chiropractor. There are a bunch of online classes that you can follow along to at home and they are like available to stream 24-7 so you can do them uh, whenever it works for you. There are also weekly live classes that you can tune into and there's also a monthly master class. Um, so definitely check it out. I will post the link in the episode notes for that as well. If you haven't already, please go rate and review this podcast wherever you are listening. And yeah, thank you guys so much for for um, listening to my little rant today. Uh, I should probably do some productive things around the house now. Uh, and as always, I hope your children sleep tonight.
Are you looking for a podcast that'll make you laugh? You came to the wrong place. That's not us. That's not us. <laughs> well, it is. We are a husband and wife who chat about raw, real relationship yeah, topics. like sex. Like money. Like marriage and kids. But we're not afraid to talk about how your newborn baby probably isn't as cute as you think it is. If you're in need of entertainment while you're driving to work, because that sucks, we can join you in the suckage, kind of like being in your ear. Not physically. So if you want to laugh, come check us come out. Come check us out. Brought to you by the Laughing Couple Podcast. Ha <laughs> ha